Praise God. Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 6. John chapter 10. Now don't get panicked. I'm not reading those three chapters. Although I would if I felt like that's what we were supposed to do. Proverbs 13, 21. Proverbs 6 and 30. Evil pursueth sinners. Not a real shock there, but it is enlightening when you hear it like that. That's why I don't want to be a sinner. I was a sinner. But I'm ready for this next line. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. I'm either going to be chased down by evil or God's righteousness is going to come to me. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Proverbs 6 verse 30. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house to the one that he took from. And John chapter 10 and verse 10 says this, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. More abundantly. I want to talk to us today about it's been delayed, but it shall be repaid. It's been delayed, but it shall be repaid. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word that is full of life. God, I surrender my heart and mind and mouth to you, God, to speak as the oracle of God. I pray that our hearts would be fertile soil, God, that there would be a result when the seed comes into germination in our spirit. In Jesus' name, have your way. Amen. Praise God. God bless you as you're seated. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not here today to focus on the thief, but I'm here to focus on the giver. It's very clear today that Satan, according to this scripture, is a thief. His substance is only that which he has stolen. Amen. He owns nothing. He was evicted from heaven, stripped of his role, stripped of his garment, stripped of his abilities. Amen. He was thrown to the earth, and his only power is to deceive. More subtle than any beast of the field. He was, he was a serpent. He beguiled Eve, the Bible says. And, and so we understand that the only thing that this thief has and possesses is that which he has stolen. Amen. His influence on the earth was stolen from Adam and Eve. It was their dominion. It was our dominion. And he stole it. But it's laid up for the just in reserve and it's being held for the people of God to be restored. His only mission and focus and purpose is to steal, to kill and destroy. That's the best Satan has to offer. Have you ever thought of people that live in this lifestyle of thievery and robbery? They go home and they sleep during the day and they get up to go do their thieving and robbery at night usually? It's because they don't want to work. If people would work as hard as they worked at stealing and thieving, they could probably run companies and have positions that were meaningful and, and built up their, their character. But no, they just steal, and they get that from their father, the devil. Well, hallelujah. John 10, 10 says, Jesus said, but I am come that they might have life. 
life and that they might have it, what, life, more abundantly. Can I tell you that heaven's bookkeeper, the head of the HRS, not the IRS, but the HRS, heaven's revenue system. Amen. He is in control. He is the one that is in control of all things and all substance. The thief is just trying to come and get people to align with him. Amen. But I don't know about you, but I, I am in line for life and life more abundantly. Uh, the they is the they who the enemy has stolen from. He's tried to kill and destroy. And I believe there are people in this house today that the enemy has stolen some things and he's tried to steal some things from you and he's tried to kill some of us and he's tried to destroy our lives. And, and that's not to glorify him. That's only to say what the scripture says that his intent is. Amen. And if we are not resolute in our spirit, then uh, amen, he accomplishes that more times than we realize. And the very ones uh, who have been targeted become victims of Satan's attacks and they suffer loss. And we will uh, uh, be restored by by uh, the Lord and he said I am coming that you might have life and life more abundantly so it's a this is what Satan does and this is what I do and and I'm going to restore I personally am going to restore or if you could say it this way I'm going to repay I'm going to repay that which has been stolen and I'm going to make the thief give back remember Proverbs said the the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And, and uh, I don't know about what that does for you, but I get excited about that. It doesn't say it's laid up for the perfect. It's laid up for the just. It's laid up for the person who is trying to please the Lord. It's laid up for the people who are uh, walking in character. Amen. They're just. And he said the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And if a thief be found out and exposed, he must restore sevenfold. He has to give all the substance of his house. And the point is this. The thief has been found, and it's time for him to pay back. And it's time for him to pay back what he's stolen. And maybe you're in this house today, and, and there are some things that you uh, uh, have given up in a moment of discouragement or weakness, and, and uh, you've bartered with the enemy, and he's... Uh, He's deceived and he's tried to come in and destroy. Amen. It's time for that situation to turn around. And some of you have quite a payback headed your way. I said somebody in the house has quite a payback headed your way. There is quite a payback headed to some of us because the thief thought he had uh, robbed us and, uh, and taken from us and pillaged uh, certain people and families. And, and I just want you to understand that the Lord has come today to say, I've come to give you life in place of that loss, uh, in place of that gap. Uh, I'm going to fill it in with life. Uh, I'm going to put life and life more abundantly back in your situation. I don't know if you've recognized it or not, but we've had quite a season recently of storms, right? In the physical realm, storms, they're all, you know, they're all worried about it. They're, they're talking about global warming. It's going to be, this is the warmest year, places that have never been hot or hot this year. Well, guess what? When the snow's flying this winter, I want to remind you of global cooling. You can make anything your agenda. But let's look at the numbers. It's minuscule compared to over the hundreds of years. It's just a, a small rise. Amen. And, and guess what? We're not experiencing something that shouldn't happen. Amen. This planet has been gradually warming since the flood. Hello. But with these storms come losses. There's a parallel in the spiritual, I believe. This season of storms in the natural has also been a parallel to what has been happening in the spirit realm. Spiritual opposition, storms. Can we talk about this without giving 
the devil credit or glory. It's not what I'm doing here today. But to say there's no opposition is foolish. It's spiritual opposition. And while the enemy doesn't know the mind or the plans of God, he reads the spirit realm and tries to go and disrupt where there is spiritual progress and activity. We'll get to that in a minute in the book of Daniel. But many are going through tremendous spiritual opposition and storms uh, and disruption of multiple types. I'm just going to go ahead and ask if there's anybody that would just want to be a witness that, yes, I have been through a storm recently. I've been through some opposition that, that has come against me or my family or mentally or uh, financially or some kind of disruption has, uh, has been introduced to your life. And uh, uh, I was just, uh, we were talking the other day about storms and and some of the damage, and we've lost some huge trees, and, and I've seen trees in the area gone and down, and, and Brother Phil was telling me he'll be here second service, but that over here in his garden, there's a swath right down the middle of his corn patch that just got blown over by a storm. It was okay on either side, but took out four or five rows right down the middle. A storm did that. And so... It affects different people. You can be in the same congregation. You can be in the same household. You can be in the same faith. Uh, amen. But a storm can come against you. Amen. And, and, and uh, the enemy tries to gear and structure storms at us personally. In other words, won't. What won't knock me over might knock you over. And what might not knock you over will, will come against my life and cause me to, amen, experience some sort of stressing in my walk with God. And if you're alive and got a pulse, uh, amen, you've got to know that there have been storms recently. Amen. The same storm can produce uh, many different kinds of uh, destruction or, uh, or opposition. Same storm can produce wind. Let me just slow down for a minute. Anybody out, been out in your yard recently picking up dead limbs? Yeah. You know what? Your tree didn't need them. The storm just revealed the deadness. The storm just cleared the the body of the tree. They weren't alive. They were up there in the tree, but they were just kind of dead and hanging on because if it was alive, it would have been remaining on the tree. But because it was dead and disconnected, it, it ended up on the ground, and the wind revealed that. And the, re the wind removed the limbs, and it stressed the roots, but the roots stayed, and the, and the limbs left. Losses. These are losses. Hail comes, and hail is destructive to possessions. And maybe, uh, I don't know about you, I'm, I'm not asking you today to raise a hand here, but maybe you've lost something. Maybe you've lost something that was dear to you, or maybe it was something you thought you couldn't live without, but it's amazing what we can live without that we think we can't live without. And maybe the Lord's allowed something to come along and and uh, be lost in a storm, destructive to our possessions. And, and then there's lightning, which is a, a source of fire. Lightning will knock out power and lights. And for a momentary time, a storm can cause you to lose your lights. Make you sit in darkness. Make you sit in a solitary place. And the Lord knows how to shut everything down to get our attention. Oh, we don't want the storm. We don't want to lose the lights. You know, you're looking for candles, and you're looking for flashlights, and then you're looking for batteries, and then you're... Because the storm knocked out some lights, and you're, you're, you're left to kind of just figure things out in the dark. And, and it's amazing, amen, how that once the uh, light goes out, it, it, you can't even see your hand in front of your face. But it's amazing the, the, that after just a little while, you begin to see, amen, because your eyes begin to adjust, amen. I'm not proposing that we're supposed to be in darkness forever, but there are seasons, amen, where uh, when the light goes out and darkness comes, it shocks us, but amen, we 
begin to see a little more clearly as time goes on because the Lord is somehow in the dark places as we heard a few weeks ago. Amen. So don't panic when the lights go out. Just understand that your eyes are going to be more keenly aware of what's around you. Rain and flooding. This is a type of overwhelming Floods and rains, they overwhelm drains, they overwhelm yards, they flood basements and they flood roads and all of this flooding. It's an overwhelming, it's a deluge that, that normal life isn't prepared for. But, but when it floods, amen, it has a way of redirecting you and it has a way of overwhelming you. But I'm here to tell you that when my heart is overwhelmed, David said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. David said, get me to some high ground. Amen. I'm down in this floodplain, but I know there's a God who is on the rock and lead me to him in this flood. And then there's thunder. Thunder is a source of fear. If you've got dogs and you've got kids, you understand that you've got to comfort them in the storm because the thunder, amen, has a way of scaring them. Amen? We all know it's just the Lord moving his furniture around. grandmother told me anyway <laughs> but no it's obviously connected to the heavenlies and the electricity and the, the way that God has chosen to purify the air for us amen isn't it amazing that a storm can be misread but there's so much good that can come out of the storm it's the Lord purifying the air and purifying the water. Amen. All of the things that he has created. We just need to thank God when the storm's coming, when the storm is here. We just need to lift our hands and say, Lord, uh, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm not going to be afraid because you created the storm and you're allowing this storm to come to purify me and to make me more like you. I don't know how the thief has used a stormy season to affect you, but I know that he has, amen, and, and he's tried to rip apart families, and he's tried to rip apart marriages, uh, amen, he's tried to bring division in homes, uh, he's tried to separate friendships, I hope somebody's hearing me in the Holy Ghost today, he's tried to steal resources, uh, he's tried to mess with your job, uh, he's tried to come in and mess with your hope and cause you to question whether or not God loves you, or he even notices you. Amen. The storm has tried to bring, uh, amen, some sort of disruption to your peace uh, and you can only muster up a little half smile, amen, in the storm. But somebody needs to hear the Holy Ghost today. God, is, he, the storm may be going on, but the Lord, the giver of abundant life, uh, is in the storm. And where the thief is trying to work, uh, God says, I am working. Amen. I'm praying to somebody today that you hear the voice of the Lord. He's come to tell you I've got peace in the midst of the storm joy he's after your joy he's after your joy he's after the joy of your salvation he's after the joy of your salvation how is it that he can uh, present this lie that some sort of little temporary loss temporary interruption is more valuable than our eternal joy the joy of our salvation amen there should be nothing that can steal the joy of our salvation but the enemy is wanting to take the joy of your salvation because if he can take your joy he can take your strength amen and if he's got your strength, then he's got your weariness, amen. He's got you making decisions you would not normally make and all because he's trying to steal your joy. But guess what? The joy giver is in the house. The joy giver has come to the house today. He said, I don't care what you're going through. Your joy cannot be taken from you if you re refuse to let it go. Some of your health has been touched. Well, that's a hard one there. Health. I told you a few weeks ago that I saw a sign that said, Health is the new wealth. Amen. Think about it. Can't buy it. Can't pay for it. Amen. It's the extension of God's goodness and mercy. But sometimes 
He'll let the storm touch our health because there's a greater revelation. Amen. There's a greater revelation of who He is. Amen. He can give us abundant life, life and life more abundantly. Even when we go through a place of our health being tested, praise God. We need to thank God in the middle of our pain and in the middle of our sickness, in the middle of our hardship, uh, that God, I thank you for my health. Uh, I thank you, God, for your blessings. I thank you, God, for the provision of health in my life, trust and loyalty, clear vision, hearing, amen, fear, amen, in the storm. That's the bad news. Uh, but here's the good news. You're still here. You're still here. Through all the storms, amen, I'm looking at trees that are still standing. Amen. You might be missing a few limbs. Uh, your, your roots might be stressed, uh, but God is on your side, uh, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you you will condemn. You may be missing some limbs, but you're still standing. You may have been flooded and overwhelmed, but the waters are subsiding. You may have had a temporary loss of power, but the lights are back on. <laughs> Isaiah 43. I'm going to read out of Isaiah chapter 43. Verses 1 through 7, Isaiah 43, 1 through 7. Everybody doing all right? But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I, I hope you're hearing this. Amen. He says, you're walking through things, but the flame can't even, can't even grab hold of you. This is what happened to the three Hebrew boys when they got thrown into the fiery furnace. Uh, the, the flame didn't even kindle upon them. They didn't even smell like smoke. And that's what the Lord is saying. You're going to go through things. You're going through some storms. But when you come through on the other side, people are going to smell you and say, I don't know how they made it through that. They don't even smell like smoke. There's nothing charred on them. There's no hair of their heads been singed. Amen. Because I was with them when they passed through it. I was with them when they went through the... Ah, I pray in the Holy Ghost right now that somebody understands you've got a God who is surrounding you and shielding you and giving you life and life more abundantly. Every time the, the enemy tries to steal, he's going to be rendered useless. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, the one that's good all the time. Thy Savior, I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee, since thou was precious in my sight. That's what happens in the storm. The enemy starts lying and say, if God really loved you, you wouldn't be going through this. Uh, if you were really uh, God's child, if you were really close to God, if you were precious to him, how would he allow you to go through this? Thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Amen. God is saying... I don't care what you've been through. You're precious to me, and I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you things. Uh, you may have lost something temporary in the storm, but I'm going to give you men and people for your life. Uh, there's going to be a. Uh, there's going to be an upgrade. Uh, there's going to be an upgrade to your, to your payback. Uh, amen. You may have lost something in the storm, but I'm telling you right now, there's a payback coming, and God says I'm going to make sure it happens.
Best news of all for the thief is he has been caught and it's time to repay. I said he's been caught and it's time for him to repay. How long, God? Long enough. Amen. The storms don't last forever. Weeping doesn't last forever. Weeping lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Weeping was never intended to last all night. All the storms that passed over, guess what? They are gone, and the sun is shining today. Why? Because storms don't last forever. They're here for a purpose, uh, and they're here to serve a purpose. Uh, but God says, oh, it's not eternal. It's not forever. It's time for a payback. Yeah. You're not just getting laughter. You're getting joy. You're not just getting strength. You're getting power. Hello. I don't want just strength. I want power. Amen. I'm asking the Lord for not just strength, but power. I'm not asking him for enough, but I'm asking him for more than enough. I don't want to just be relieved of fears, but I want confidence, amen, because, uh, amen, with the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, amen. He's going to take you from being afraid of the storm to being afraid of him, and with that is an upgrade because you will no longer fear storms and, and the things that this temporary life and setbacks cause uh, and the enemy tries to bring, but there is an upgrade. When we fear the Lord, we understand uh, that nothing can touch me because I'm surrounded by angels. Uh, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about those that fear the Lord. Somebody's got angels encamped around you today. Stop letting the devil lie to you like he's encamped around you. God, open our eyes and let us see the host surrounding our enemy. Oh, here's one. You're not just going to grow new limbs, but you're going to grow fruitfulness. All that deadfall that was sucking the life out of your ability to produce more fruit, God said, I'm going to get rid of that for you so you can begin to produce more fruit. Uh, amen. Same amount of effort, but now the dead stuff's gone and the fruit's going to start appearing on the tree. Amen. I hope somebody hears in the Holy Ghost uh, God's got plans for the storm. It was to remove things that were sucking the life out of you. You're getting life and life more abundantly. Hello. Hello. Life and life more abundantly. Oh, it's familiar, but I'm going to read it. <laughs> Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up. I know this is talking about Jesus, but I'm here today, and I'm sending you a good message today through the word of the Lord. He's here to bind up the brokenhearted. He's here to take the people that have been brokenhearted from a storm. Amen. And he's here to give you life and bind you up to proclaim liberty to the captives, to the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, amen, to comfort all that mourn, amen, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, that's in the church, uh, to give unto them beauty for ashes. I was thinking about that the other day. We, we quote this scripture so often and we think of it, but, but do we really understand what it's saying, that up out of the ashes can rise beauty? That is diametrically opposed to any kind of reasoning you've got as a human being. You don't go to an ash heap to get something beautiful. That represents what was. That represents what died. That represents what was destroyed in the storm. But God says, hey, I, because I'm the storm walker, because I am here to give you life and life more abundantly, I'm going to reach down in that ash heap and I'm going to pull the new you up out of there. And it's going to be beautiful. Your future's beautiful. What I've got for you is beautiful. What's burn up is burn up and you didn't need it anyway. That's why I let the storm come. But I'm giving you beauty for ashes. 
the oil of joy for mourning. It's time to stop mourning. It's been delayed, but it's about to be repaid. I'm telling somebody it's been delayed, and you're, you're like, where are you, God? How long? David cried out. He said, how long? How long will evil men ride over me? How long will this thing last? My answer from what I can see in the Scripture is just long enough for God to repay you. thief and it's going to come out of his little storehouse of things he thought he took he has to pay give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Heaviness. I want to give you a few more words that I think are tag-ons. Depression. Discouragement. Those are spirits. They're connected and rooted in the spirit of heaviness. That's why pills and drugs and sex and everything else is a poor mask for heaviness. If I could just have another thrill, if I could just find something exciting, if I could just go to this destination, if I could just make it to this place for a vacation, if I could just get to this restaurant for a good meal, if I could just do whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, i got news for you because it's a spirit of heaviness. Uh, it's not going to be taken care of with some natural means. Uh, amen. The Lord is saying to you and me, He said, let me give you something in exchange. Uh, amen. I want you to begin to embrace my thinking. Uh, amen. If you're heavy today, if you're going through a storm, if you've come through a storm, amen, the best best way to end a storm is to begin to praise and thank God right in the middle of it when you don't see the end in sight. I wish somebody in the house, amen, would lift up your voice and begin to praise the Lord right in the middle of a storm. You don't know when the clouds are going to go away, but you know up in that cloud covering, there's a sunshine. There's a God who loves you. There's an end in sight. Amen. Leave it up to him and praise him. In Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to stay here just for a minute and press a little bit. Amen. Press. You, that, that, that's what heaviness tries. It's like a wet blanket on your praise. Uh, oh, we muster up a little praise because somebody asked us. But I'm, I'm asking somebody in the house to press through. Press through because you know. Amen. You, you, it's been delayed, but it's not delayed forever. Amen. It's not delayed forever. Somebody rejoice in the Lord and thank him. God is saying to you, I brought life and life more abundantly. <laughs> Come on, hallelujah. Put on the garment. Choose to put on the garment of praise. It's been delayed, but the delay is about to come to an end and you're going to be repaid. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. Come on, Job. <laughs> there's a chapter 41 and 2 coming. Oh, there's revelation in your storm. There's revelation in your loss. There's revelation coming. Payday is coming. Uh, 
Payday's, payday's here. Oh, I feel that in the Holy Ghost so strong. Amen. You've been delayed. You're so stuck on the delay that you're going to miss the payday. Don't miss the payday. The payday is going to be worth it. Uh, it's seven times. Uh, it's going to be a seven-time payday. It's going to be everything you lost plus interest. Uh, God does not. Uh, amen. He keeps accurate records. He does not lose one thing that you've been through in the storm. Somebody else is needing to thank God in the storm. Thank God in the darkness. Thank God, amen, in the heaviness. Thank God. And when you don't understand it, thank God. The Lord wants us to consider Job here today. Consider his turnaround. Consider his payday. It's easier to talk about what Job didn't lose than what he did lose because he lost everything. House, children, health, wealth, possession. Even his wife turned her back on him. It's pretty bad when it gets there. Job 2, 9 says, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity in this storm, Job? I added that part, not to the word of God, but just for clarity. Do you still have integrity with God, Job, when he's allowed all this stuff to happen? He's allowed the enemy. Now, he doesn't know all of this conversation stuff. But we know that God let him go through it because he believed in him, not because he wanted to destroy him. If you're going through a storm today, you need to check the motivation and your viewpoint of the storm. God is not ever letting us go through a difficult place because he's trying to let the enemy destroy us. He's only setting us up for a great payday. Uh, why don't you just curse God and die? Let's get this over with. You're going to die anyway. This is what she's saying. This is what she's implying. Curse God and die, Job. Just get yourself out of your misery. But he said to her, listen to this, proper, proper perception in the storm. You speak as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? In all this... Did not Job sin with his lips? Now what, what you have to understand here is he's saying, can we only receive the blessings of God? And shall we not receive evil? Now we understand because of this conversation between God and Satan that when, when Satan came to God, he wanted God to touch him, but God said, no, I'm not going to touch him. You'll have to put your hands on him, and I'm going to let you, but you can't take his life. The reason that's important to us is because of what it just said here. Because he said, uh, his wife said, or he said to his wife, uh, can we only receive the blessings of God and not receive evil? Clarification. Can we only walk with God when the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and our wallet's overfilled with money, and we got all these possessions and everything's great? Kids are acting awesome. Just threw that in there. I'm not saying anything bad about it. You got to stand here once in a while to understand you got to fill some things up. As a parent, <laughs> everything's hunky dory. 
And then let a little tent, let the thief get loose for a minute. And let, God lets the thief loose for a minute. And God lets the, the one that likes to steal and kill and destroy, not, not to destroy us, but to say, I'm going to give you access to them because I want you to see how they're going to respond in the storm. And Job, amen, told his wife, I'm, I'm not one who serves God for all the handouts and the blessings. I'm here to serve God when he's handing out, and I'm here to serve God when he's taken away. That's what we were just singing about. God is good all the time, all the time. He is good. We need to understand that as a song for both seasons. Uh, amen. When everything's going right uh, and when the storm is here. But God is good all the time. That's what Job was telling his wife. Then I love this because perspective is coming to Job. Amen. In 13 and 15. Job 13 and 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will remain mine own way, uh, maintain mine own ways before him. It's my responsibility to respond right to God. Job said, it's my responsibility in this storm to continue to praise God, to continue to give God the glory. I don't understand why. I don't know why. I don't have an answer for why. But God is for me. And though he slay me, there must be a reason he's letting me die. But God is still faithful. God is still worthy of my praise. God is still God and God alone. And there's none beside him. There's none like him. In all this, Job did not sin, listen to this, with his lips, with his words. As a matter of fact, after Satan had stolen the storm was severe. The losses were great. He said, ah, even if God would choose to kill me, I'm, I'm going to trust him. Two things we need to learn today from Job is the power of the spoken word in our storm. It's very important. Second thing is never losing your faith in God, no matter how severe the storm. You possess the power of life and death in your tongue. I would sure hate to cost myself the payday that's coming because of some careless words middle of my storm. What you speak will determine whether or not you have a turnaround and you have a payday. Paul said in Ephesians talking about spiritual warfare above all taking the shield of faith that you may quench all, all, all the fiery darts of the wicked, the thief. It's imperative in order to have a repayment a turnaround God says it's imperative that we must have an above all, amen, determination. Though he slays me, yet will I trust him. And Paul put it this way, above all, taking the shield of faith, amen. It's important that we raise up our faith over everything that would try to steal our hope and our uh, ability to trust in God. That's why he said you're going to have some fiery darts come your way. You're going to have some things that come your way that are flaming missiles, amen, designed to try to kill you and in the very fight of your life. But the Lord says, I've given you faith. Get your shield of faith and stand behind your faith and walk and progress in your faith. Don't let anything the enemy throws at you come and pierce your heart so that you don't believe. Believe in spite of what you see. 
sure Job had questions in the storm. How long? How much more? Where are you, God? Why me? What did I do to deserve this? I was praying last night and preparing. and The Lord just said, those statements you just made, there are going to be people sitting there tomorrow that have made those statements this week. And you tell them that it doesn't change the outcome one bit. You will wonder how long the lightning's going to flash and how long the thunder's going to roll and how long the floodwaters are going to rise. But the Lord says, don't worry about the timing. I've got the timing. You just keep your focus on me. Amen. It rains on the just and the unjust. I'm not doing something to you. I'm doing something for you. It's for your promotion. It's for your lifting. It's for, amen, a payday. Lord delivers them out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. You know that there's another part of the story, right? Post-storm. Post-test. Bible says that the thief had stolen, but he was caught. It was payday. He had to back off because Job was restored by God and repaid by the thief for all that he lost. And after this, Job lived 140 years. You see, that's what the devil doesn't want you to understand. After the storm, your best life is coming. Because not only did you get your stuff back, <laughs> you got perspective of how to appreciate what God gave back to you in the form of repayment. God is for somebody in this house, and the devil's tried to get your mind on how bad God is, how mean God is, how, how he doesn't understand where you are. God understands where we are better than anyone else. Long enough to enjoy four generations of repayment. Say four generations. He thought he was going to die. His wife said, curse God and die. If Job would have chosen to curse God in the storm, he would have never gotten repayment and never seen four generations of his kids and grandkids live. That's what the enemy wanted to do, steal that from him, destroy his family, destroy his soul. Think about it. If he would have thrown in the towel, what would God have had to say to Satan? Well, I guess you were right. I don't know about you. I want to prove God right. Yeah. Yeah, they're going through a storm, but watch how it ends out. Watch how it ends up. I know them. I've got confidence in them. Not in their flesh, but in their desire to please me. They're not going to turn their back on me. They're not going to fold in the storm. It's going to cause them to grow more. It's going to cause them the roots to go deeper. It's going to cause them to be more fruitful. I wish somebody in the house that has intentions to become more fruitful and to become deeper and to grow higher. Amen. To give God praise in your middle of your situation. time for a turnaround. It's time for a payback. Yeah, somebody's life. Someone's family. Someone's marriage. Someone's finances. Someone's health. Someone's stress level. Oh, I just don't think I can take it anymore. Good. God says, I've got you where I want you. Cast all your cares on me and come to me and rest. The storm was to drive you to me, not from me. It's time for a payday. Amen. 
somebody who's fought addictions, God's going to break those addictions, I believe, in this house. The storm is over for you. God says, I've come today with deliverance. I've come today with hope. I've come today with power, willpower, not yours but mine. Amen. I'm going to let you taste of my willpower. I'm going to give you my strength. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. No storm lasts forever. I've been through some crazy storms. And this has been a stormy season. But I've got good news for you today. The storm is over. The storm is over, and the payday is here. I want somebody that's been going through a storm to just stand up in this house. And I want you to come to this altar, and I want you to come with your hands out. I'm not talking about government assistance. I'm talking about God being faithful to his word. Amen. You have been faithful in the storm, and God has noticed it. He sees it. Amen. And he says, uh, the thief's been caught, uh, and the storm is over, and I'm about to begin to cut checks. Uh, I'm about to release payment. Uh, I'm about to give back what you've lost uh, and with interest. Uh, amen. There's going to be a seven-time return on your trouble. Amen. You're going to get back what you thought you lost. It was only hidden from you because I let you go through the storm. But be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. God has already orchestrated a turnaround into this season. There's a time of reaping coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy is here in the morning. Joy is here in the morning. Ah.